Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Well, all right. Hello, mon ami. This is Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me today because we're going to be doing some things that we've done in the past. And that is I'm going to be giving you a few diagnostic tips to be able to self-evaluate whether you need a tweak or an overhaul. So what I want you to do is I want you to Get some notes out if you need to, or just relax and turn me on 2X and chill out with me as we go diving into why most people think they need a tweak when they might need an overhaul. So stick with me. I'll see you on the flip. All right. Thank you so much for joining me uh, today. Let's go on and get into it. I want to ask you, do you need a tweak or an overhaul? And the reason why I'm asking is because now is the time to do these types of diagnostics. In the past on this podcast, we have talked about how you can do your own types of diagnostics on yourself to see areas that you can uh, shore up. And usually I have been talking about tweaks and little fine-tunements, but now that we are in a protracted time of having more time to focus on those types of things, I want to get down into overhauls and the like. Now, just last night, I was having a a meeting, if you will, with uh, one of my accountability partners doing kind of like a post-mortem boredom of a class I just completed to see how I can do it better, the things, uh, the takeaways that I learned, uh, what I can change the next time I'm doing it, you know, the normal things that you would do in a postmortem to see what went wrong, learn from it, what went right, and the like. And we got to the point where I knew that I needed to take some time until, you know, we meet again next week and brain dump and do a lot of getting it out of my head now that we had discussed it to see the direction that I want to go next because I'm always trying to uh, do better. And I thought when we were going to get together that we, I was going to do some tweaks, but then it hit me. I needed to do an entire overhaul. Now, not because the course was no good or any of that. The reason why I decided that after I had done more scribbles on paper uh, into the late hour last night that I needed an overhaul was because of the very thing that I'm going to be talking about with you today. And that is when to know if it's surface or it's radical. And the other day, I 
was talking to a class about this very thing. Um, and I've even mentioned it on uh, other, you know, uh, podcasts that I've talked about. So let's talk, first of all, about uh, diagnostics that we can use. So, for instance, the uh, radical versus uh, superficial. Superficial means surface, just like you would think. It is equivalent to a tweak. It is that part that usually is going to hit you in the level of the vascular uh, uh, I mean, excuse me, <laughs> visceral, duh, uh, the visceral level, meaning that immediate response that bypasses your thinking and moves to that primal part of, uh, of, of who you are to give you an immediate reaction. Think about the book, like I said yesterday, Blink, um, when Matthew uh, Malcolm Glad- Gladwell talks about in a millisecond when you meet someone for the first time, there are certain things that you immediately know because it bypasses the logic that would try to make you conform to certain social mores and gets down to the to the the meat of the matter. And then, uh, so that is going to be your superficial. It's it's like I said, it's going to be surface. It's going to maybe go just under the surface a little bit to root out some things. But then there is this part of us that we need more time to uh, get down to it. It takes time to get down to it. It takes time to root it up. Now, this is when if you can't tweak or solve the issue by doing that visceral reactiveness, that uh, changing up a little, you know, things like, you know, split testing. Uh, and when I say split testing, forgive me, I'm, I'm mixing business with uh, wisdom here. But what I'm talking about is changing little things one at a time to see if you get back to the results that you were used to or you were looking for. And if that is not the case, then you're possibly looking at something that's going to need to be radical. And radical means that you bore down to the bone, to the base, to the nucleus, the the center, uh, the part that is vital for whatever it is to take effect, okay? And for this, I'm going to have to pull out some of my uh, training from, uh, I think I've I've mentioned this book before uh, about the everyday design and understanding everyday design um, from how um, it was taught to me. There are usually three levels that a designer takes on when they're trying to design something that is going to be used. And that is that that first level is the level we just talked about, that visceral level. And then it's going to have the other levels that are going to be where you have uh, a reflective interaction with it, meaning that there's going to start to be some type of uh, something that causes your emotions to flare. It's kind of like a cause a, a cause and effect where whatever it is, the cause is uh, affecting you in a way. So think about a uh, pungent smell. 
So a pungent smell, you walk into a room, pungent smell, the visceral part, the surface part of that is going to be, you're going to immediate, like, immediately go like, Ugh. and then before you know it, you might be bent over, uh, uh, you know, releasing the contents of your stomach because now you're in the reflective part of the sensation of the putrid smell. But then after that, you move into what is called the behavioral part of it where it's going to require that we do more of learning from it, assessing the situation. And then so immediately after that, uh, once you find yourself heaving and having a reaction, then the brain kicks in and the behaviors start to update and change where you're like, danger, Will Rogers. And you start looking for a way to remove yourself from the irritants and you start looking at yourself or those around you to make sure that there are no visible spots or, or indicators of anything dangerous. And so then you're starting to look at things in an assessing kind of way of how what you've interacted with is affecting you. And so just like that, you are able to do a diagnostic to see, is this something radical? Because if you find that you're you're down to the reflective, meaning that second part uh, where it is causing your um, emotions and your uh, middle part of the brain, you know, the, the, the happiness, the sadness, the emotions, the feeling part of you to be affected, then nine times out of 10, you're in, you're moving into the uh, part of the, the thing that we call radical. And radical means an overhaul. It means that you have to bore down. It means that you're going to need to remove and examine, unpack what was in there. And anything that was in the situation that you're dealing with that has become uh, has festered, has become moldy, has uh, disintegrated, uh, any of the things that you are unpacking that are not whole or not up to date, not compatible with where you're moving to, they have to be removed. They have to be excised. They have to be done away with because when you're doing uh, what is needed to continue to get the efficacy, the effort, and the efficiency of what it is you're trying to gain, you must, and I I say that with all uh, sincerity, you must be willing to go radical to do that. Now, the weirdest thing that I have learned in whether I am working with one-on-one clients, teaching a class, or writing my books for market, or whatever it is that I am endeavoring to do, I, over time, have come to this understanding that most people always think they only want a tweak uh, or need a tweak. And tweaks masquerade in different formats. What they do, they are quick fixes. Uh, The other day I did a podcast talking about uh, golden eggs and silver bullets. And that's what most people want. They believe that if they can get a quick tip, an answer, or a tweak, that all their problems are going to be solved. When nine times out of 10, they don't qualify 
for those very things. And the reason why they don't qualify for them is because it's equivalent to putting cold cream on cancer. It doesn't work. This is not a surface issue because the underlying part is rotten. The underlying down to the bone needs to be excised out, bore a hole down and unpack to release and remove all of that that is disease, that is uh, unable to keep up, uh, outdated, uh, putrid, all of those horrible things that we uh, don't like to think about. Now, the way I started learning this, I used to equate it with money. And I was like, why is it that the lower priced services and goods and products that I had, I had more customer service. I had more people just bugging me. But my higher price ones, where I was offering more uh, time with me, concierge, I didn't hear anything. They were fine. And at first, like I said, I thought it equated to the price when it didn't. This is, and listen to me, this is uh, a wisdom smack. Instead, what it equated to was that most of the people who were paying the higher price were paying for the tweak because they could make use of it. You see, when you get to a certain level of uh, ability, professionalism, expertise, um, competence or whatever, you no longer need those deep overhauls because you have gotten to the point where you already know that you have to have maintenance. You have to be constantly rooting down to the bone and marrow to do these diagnostics so that it doesn't get too bad. Think of it as like preventative medicine and preventative protocols of exercising, eating right, sleeping, not doing things to your body because your body is your vehicle to do everything that you want to on this earth. And so you're always tapping into that so that when a tweak comes along, you're more apt to make the best of it. And you're the ones that the tweaks are made for in the first place. Because when you get to a uh, a level of optimal, uh, optim- optimal operation, tweaks mean the difference between success and failure. Think about it. When you look at, and and only, only reason why I'm using these is because this is the world I'm familiar with. There comes a time when you're looking at companies and they are trying to break through to a new plateau. And they don't need to start over because they have proven that they are uh, working and, and, and running and doing what they're supposed to. And what they're looking for is they're looking for that tip, that answer, that tweak, that aha, that if they just do just a little bit more or something just a little differently, it will get them over the hump to the new area of where they want to be. And that usually equates, unfortunately, I didn't realize this until recently, that usually equates to people who understand the price that must be paid and the work that must be done to commit to it to make whatever the tip or the tweak happen. And therefore, 
because they're used to doing these things. And when they get that slight edge, they already know and have a sense of urgency to put it into uh, put it into work. And so you don't hear from them that much. They are like, I'm good. <laughs> no problems. They have paid you. They, they're thankful. They're tweaking it. They're getting their results and they're happy. But let's move it back down to the people. Uh, who are unaware. It's not that they are foolishly doing this. They're just unaware. They just don't know what they don't know. And these are the people who hear these same uh, tweaks, answers, and quick tips who don't realize that you don't have the structure. You don't have the environment and you don't have the foundation for these things to work. It It is amazing to me. Like case in point, I'll have where I'm working with someone on creating a book or a series or getting their book business up and going or running or whatever. And they'll get to the point where there's frustration because they are so busy on just tell me the what. They want the tweak. They want the the tip. Just tell me what. And usually it's just tell me what to do. And telling people what to do Especially if they don't know the why, the what, uh, the how, uh, and the and and the beginning parts of the what, it's not going to matter. And therefore, you get all of this frustration because they're stymied. They're like, "Well, uh, okay, you told me what to do, but I." help you know they don't know they don't know how to take the steps to implement the t- the tweak they don't understand all of the forces at work that are impacting what they thought was going to be a straight line they don't know how to mitigate loss when con- when they're content they don't under- understand the need for contingencies basically they need an overhaul or they just need to build And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't until recently that it finally clicked for me that the reason why when I work with certain individuals, I, they get it, they get great results, it works. And when I work with other individuals, there's struggle, gnashing of teeth, frustration, a few temper tantrums, and it's like pulling dead deer up hills. Is because of this very thing that instead of a tweak, they need an overhaul. They need to start over. They need to build up the muscles to be able to handle the tweak because the tweak sits on top of some very solid information and knowledge. And I am hoping that wisdom is helping me to choose the right words so that you get this. Because if you get this in all things in life, you are going to be ahead of your former self. When you understand how to run that diagnostic that we just talked about to see, do I need a tweak here or do I need an overhaul? Or do I need to just start from scratch? Understanding the difference between what a tweak is and why you need an overhaul. Understanding how to work with something that's superficial or surface and something that is radical or deep down to the core. And then the next point I want to bring out is not only understanding these things, but being willing to do the work. Now, this is where I falter a lot. 
And yet, and still, every day I get up and I try to do it because there are many, many areas in my life that I am in radical overhaul. It is hard. It is hard to change old habits, rituals, beliefs, thinking, uh, predispositions, uh, feelings about. I'm going to tell you, there are many things that that in my life are under radical overhaul and accompanied with it to my dismay is an intense dislike for doing anything about it. I've got that that spirit of I don't want to all over me (laughs) when it comes to some of those things. But I know they have to change. I know that by the grace of being able to go on this wisdom walk with you each day, I'm starting to be exposed to a lot of those dark sides of my own moon that have been in disrepair for a while. And yet still, I have the nerve and the audacity to think that I can get a quick tip inside a secret uh, answer or dare I say a tweak and think it's going to do anything it's like slapping on water, not even cold cream, water on cancer. It's not going to do anything. And so thus, I go mining and it hurts. I will. I complain even. I moan and groan. But I am determined to do it. And so I'm not asking you to do something I'm not currently doing. There are many things that are going on in my life right now that little by little I'm sharing with you guys day by day. And hopefully, hoping that something I say will inspire you to get motivated to do what it is you need to do. Because walking in the way of wisdom, I wish I could say that it feels good all the time. It does not. Instead, what I will say is it is a necessary temporary discomfort for eternal gain and pleasure or joy. I'll say joy more so than pleasure. And the earlier you can do it, the faster you can get to it. See, for me, I'm one of them late bloomers all along. It takes me forever to get something. But When I do get it and I start to understand it, I am willing to share it. So let's get into the last part of what I I wanted to say today about figuring out if you need a tweak or an overhaul. One of the other maladies of this is that for some people, they're always digging in holes they got no business being in. And I am talking about those areas where you're you're picking at it. You know how you, you, people sometimes pick at things to the point where they make them worse? When you have those situations, that is also part of a radical overhaul that you that you need. And that radical overhaul involves, as my grandmother says, say it with me, get somewhere and sat down. <laughs> That's what she would say. Doing the most radical thing for some people is to let things be, is to give them time to heal enough for the next time you go searching in there, you're able to do things that are healthy for you instead of things that are just simply more destructive. Quit picking at, quit boring down into areas that cause you continual regret that cause you continual torment. 
Those are indicators. They're not bad. They're just indicators that this is an area that is inflamed. It needs to be left alone. You got plenty of other stuff that you can do. Like, you know, for, uh, it could be something as mundane as uh, making your bed each day. Now that is one I don't do. I'm just going to say it. I don't do it. I have family members that do. They they look down their noses at me because I don't, but I'm sorry. It's the truth. <laughs> okay. Uh, but those are things that I do look at that I can say, oh, okay. Well, I seem to be fixated, you know, on this one area. And I'm at that point now where it brings me no pleasure. And yet I find myself picking at it, deeping, digging down deep into it with no ways or no intentions of making it better. So that means that that is an area that needs to heal up enough for me to be able to come back and do the work. And I'm I'm telling you these things that don't don't paint me in a good light because this really isn't about me. Like I said before, I am here to service you. I am simply trying to be as best I can a conduit to the wisdom that would flow through me to be able to help you and me. And so, yeah, it doesn't sound pretty. I, I, I guess you're like, well, dang, she got a lot of issues. I sure do, just like everyone else. And I'll say this as well. Our Albert Einstein uh, has a quote, and this quote has been working me over because with all of this understanding of going deep and doing your tweaks and your overhauls, it all comes down to one of our modus operandi, and that is to survive. I talked about being a great survivor uh, on yesterday's podcast. And if you haven't listened to it, please, you know, go check it out. But this is one of the things that Albert Einstein said. He said, hunger, love, pain, and fear are some of those inner forces that rule the individual's instinct to self-preservation. When you dare to evaluate whether you need a tweak or an overhaul in an area, you are inviting these forces to rule over your instinct to drive you to survive. So think about those areas where you keep searching for an answer. And that's one of the tip-offs. If you are searching for an answer to something and you have not gotten satisfaction, nine times out of 10, boo-boo, you need an overhaul. You don't need a tweak because your foundation is not steady. It might be downright rotten. And one more step on it could cause everything to fall in. If you keep looking for someone to rescue and save you or do it for you, you don't need a tweak. You need an overhaul. Or what if you are finding that you have this insatiable need, this hole that never gets filled, that there is a consistent, constant hunger pain of wanting more? To the point where sometimes people be like, "Mm -mm, you are like a black hole. Anytime I come close to your orbit, I get sucked in. If you are, quote unquote, too needy, if you are uh, suffering from being alone when everybody, everybody is in the room even, and you can't seem to get that from others, this is going to be an area where it's not a tweak. It's an overhaul. And I could go on and on and on. Or what about, and this is a constant for everybody, we walk 
in that perilous position of trying to be in the middle where it takes a lot of energy, a lot of willpower and force of mind, heart and body to walk in the middle, to be a centrist when it comes to fear and understanding that fear is both the most helpful thing and the most harmful thing that we will ever encounter. We must have a healthy fear to sense proper danger, to be aware of areas that we should not go in, things we should not do, and uh, people we should avoid. But in the same thing, with the same fear, we have to realize how much is too much where it starts to cripple us, where we become paralyzed, we become immovable, and we step out of the flow and the wave of change and into the area of self-destruction where there's stagnation, idleness, uh, apathy, depression, and all of those things that pull us out of the life force that we should be able to partake in. And so, again, I'm going to say what Albert Einstein said, a man who spent a lot of time by himself contemplating the, the theories of life itself. And he even said, hunger, love, pain, and fear are some of those inner forces inner inside of us, which rule the individual's instinct for self-preservation. Now, as I am coming to the close faster than I would like, remember when I talked about how to figure out if something is superficial or radical? And we talked about those three levels that the good designers learn how to uh, impact the user, meaning visceral. That is just like it sounds, that first gut reaction, that blink of a moment response to something. And then the reflective, meaning the, uh, the effect that the cause of that thing that you're encountering has on you, usually somewhere in your emotions and your beliefs and all of that stuff that happens in the middle of our, of our mind. And then finally, the behavioral, where you start to work on the logic of it. How do you uh, react to it? Like, for instance, when somebody is designing an entrance to a door, the first thing you see is, oh, door, in or out. The next thing, reflexive. Uh, okay, is it heavy or light to open? Behavioral, how does it work? How, how do I open it the right way? And these things, they can happen quite fast, but they still need to be considered. And understanding that in this kind of time, when you have time to start going through and do, running your diagnostics of whether something is a tweak or an overhaul, what you want to do is those things that blare out to you in the visceral and reflective areas are areas where you're going to just be like, okay, these I probably need to go deeper because there is something within me that is causing me to have this type of reaction. But whereas when you have other stuff and you look at it and you're like, "Hmm, that would be nice or yeah, I could do that. And you have this confidence and you have this clarity of exactly how to use that tweak, how to use that answer, that tip, that insider secret, then that's going to be something that qualifies as a tweak. And so guess what? Darn it. I looked at this timer and my time is up, y'all. I tell you every day. But I thank you for coming back each day. Again, I do want to say thank you to those people who during this um 
time of pandemic have been sending me cash apps and Venmos and PayPals as a thank you. My heart is truly humbled and I thank you so much for being my ride or dies. Thank y'all. And to everybody else, thank you for listening. And I hope that something I'm saying is helping you, inspiring you and entertaining you. So with that, my name is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah. Don't forget, check the show notes, like, share, subscribe, comment, send me a note if there's something you'd like for me to cover. And guess what? I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.